time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Walking Dead. Hello and welcome to Walking Dead Wednesday number nine, the Super Beatles White Album anniversary show or something like that. I am Chris Honeywell, and I am here with two of my co-hosts, Michael Bailey. Hey! And Sean Engel. I'm standing still. <laughs> Just had to get that Beatles reference. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Twist. Oh, you say goodbye. The Watusi. <laughs> El Dorado. I could actually do Revolution Number 9, like, acapella. See, every time I hear El Dorado now, though, I think of that mo- that animated movie that came out about ten years ago that Elton John did the music for. I think of an ELO album. Oh, that's true. That I need to listen to more. It had, it had some evocative poetry at, at the at the beginning. The dreamer, the-, the unwoken fool. <laughs> In dreams, no pain shall kiss the brow. The love of ages, which sound, which sounds really freaking deep when you're like seventeen and stoned. Yes, and st- <laughs> that was gonna be my next oh. thing. <laughs> and it, I, it's 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 one step above the moody blues. You know, bedsetted people look back and lament another day's yeah. useless energy spent. Cold-hearted orb that rules the night. I'll never, I'll never forget the first time I really heard that song. I was at a, I was working at a gas station and the 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 thing in the middle of it comes on and I'm like are we still listening to the same song cuz <laughs> we just got really weird here with the moody blues and uh, I'd like to go back to what we were listening to Those Thank are you. always epic though no matter how cheesy like Vincent Price doing his little poetry for thriller Darkness falls across the land The midnight hour is close at hand Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. Is is always epic. Um... The beginning of Paradise by the Dashboard Light with, you know, would you kiss the wolf by the... On a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Will he offer me his mouth? Yes. Will he offer me his teeth? Yes. Will he offer me his jaws? Yes. Will he offer me his hunger? Yes. Again. Will he offer me his hunger? Yes! And will he starve without me? Yes! Then, does he love me? Yes. Yes. On a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Yes. I... Bet you say that to all the boys. That's that's that not one, paradise. That's um, 
That's you took the words. You took right the words out. right yeah. out of my mouth. But yeah, it's a it's a great that one's great because it ends with a punchline. It actually has a punchline to it. It doesn't take you know it takes itself to. And there were a lot of you know the um, Iron Maiden you know yeah. his number is six six six. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. So I remember all the metalheads like, oh, dude, you gotta listen to this. <laughs> Maiden. <laughs> now we're certain to get the hero listening to this episode, so that's awesome. <laughs> He's listening to every episode now because he wants to. He's afraid yeah. we're going to mock him in some way. But, I would uh, never mock a metalhead, dude. I've got. <laughs> I, I've listened to too much. Uh, put this. To, I've listened to too much really crappy metal to really judge anybody. So, <laughs> you know, it's to triumph for Christ's sakes. Wow. Oh, triumph! The second-rate Canadian rush. Well, there you go. <laughs> like Stan Bush had a kid and it was triumph and it was good so that that you could tell they 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 picked that name because they were hoping for like self-fulfilling prophecy well they wanted to fight the good fight yes. <laughs> all Sorry. right oh my god <laughs> so walking dead <laughs> yes and um this definitely uh would not be the kind of issue that you would um <laughs> read a little uh, piece of evocative poetry in front of death uh, and grief and sorrow and murder. Yeah, this is more, this is more emo stuff that you'd read, I guess. You know, sitting there wanting to slash a riz. Yeah. That's one of my favorite Steve Martin skits. The you yeah. can't make unhappy banjo mu- music. You can't, dude. Untrue. He- Untrue. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some recordings of unhappy okay. banjo music that I personally played. <laughs> that reminds me, I, w- w- when we're done with this, I gotta ask you for some other music, too. So oh, okay. Thank you for that. I got music. I am music. Because I write the songs. I've got music. Yes, I do. <laughs> I've got so music. Dead. Oh, that's dead. right. Previously, previously on The Walking Dead, the <laughs> shit has hit the fan. Yes, the shit's hit the fan. We've uh, We're assuming that Michonne is dead because the the governor's flunky is said she's dead, and uh, yeah, just just generally hell is broken loose, and so um so we're on Walking Dead issue number forty six, and uh, I am the synopsizer. I am the synopsizer this month. All other synopsizers stand gatekeeper. aside, <laughs> and so we've got the um. As usual with the the Walking Dead, we got Kirkman, Adler, and Rathburn doing all their their usual duties, and uh, we begin with the governor sort of confirming with his flunky that Michonne is indeed dead for reals, and the guy says he saw her fall, and just to just to make things definite, he produces her katana. So meanwhile, back at the prison, the crew are uh, preparing for the uh, eventual second attack, and. Uh, they're pulling up buses for cover in the front and uh, loading up trucks with supplies just in case they have to beat a hasty retreat. And uh, 
Rick even sort of prepares a small bug-out pack just in case he, Carl, and Lori and the baby have to sort of split up with everybody else. So he's covering all the bases, and, uh, um, you know, he's... The shit's definitely hitting the fan because he gives Carl his very own gun to hold on to. And uh, Carl asks um, Rick if he's afraid, and uh, Rick says no, and that Carl shouldn't be either. So uh, meanwhile... Um, Alice is going into the infirmary and she discovers Patricia taking a turn on Mr. Axel's wild ride. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God. and uh, Herschel and Billy are having a little talk as they armor up and Billy is scared. <laughs> um, Rick has a nice little quiet moment with baby Judy as Lori sleeps, which cracked me up because it reminds me of the old, you know, um, primer books that we had to read when we were kindergartens with baby Judy. Up, up, said baby Judy. So um, everyone's reverie is kind of broken by a, a, a warning gunshot from outside, and they rush out and uh, to the yard, and they see uh, the governor's truck from Woodbury backing up, and they wonder what the hell's going on. And the governor governor gets out and uh, opens up the back of the truck, and he's got a tied-up Tyrese in there, and the governor threatens basically to kill Tyrese if they don't open the gates right now and let him in. And he claims he also has Michonne, and she's next if 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 they don't uh, if they don't open up the doors. And uh, basically, they're not gonna let him in. And uh, so he painfully and gruelingly decapitates Tyrese, and just sort of leaves his corpse for the the biters, and and uh, speeds off with uh, with Billy up in the guard tower taking pot shots at him. And uh, leaving the the you know residents of the pr- prison just sitting there in shock and horror, and when the governor gets back to the camp, he's in a fury and he tells his men that the people in the prison basically shot Tyrese, so that he wouldn't have any leverage, and that they're horrible evil demons and they must attack them immediately, and uh, his plan immediately gets a monkey wrench thrown in it when he notices that behind him is Michonne with a Glock held to his head. So I smell a flunky out of a job. (laughs) It's a great, Uh, it's a great, she's right behind me, isn't she, moment. (laughs) I have a... No, go ahead, go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's a great... You because know, we talked about it in the last episode that, you know, the entire idea of this guy telling him that, that he killed Michonne seemed a bit suspicious. Yeah. And now this is a good uh, cliffhanger. I got it's her sword. Yeah. Well, and the, we get that. The thing is, we get that at the beginning of this episode. So it's even reinforced from right. the last episode that they've gotten Michonne, that they killed her. So it's nice that we have this after this horrific, tragic, you know, brutal murder of Tyrese that we actually get something uplifting at the end and a nice surprise ending with Michonne holding the gun to the governor. That's awesome. Yes. I had totally forgotten about that twist too. Yes. This could have been just, you know, uh, because if you look at the cover, you see uh, Tyrese on his knees with the katana being held to his neck and you know that something horrible is going to happen. And I'm glad this time around Kirkman didn't end it on a real downer that we get kind of, well, maybe, things may be turning around for the uh, people in the prison. 
Yep, but at the cost of Tyrese. And that and yeah. you know, Tyrese up to this point's been one of my favorite characters too and yeah. this is just uh, it's uh, as we've come to become used to in this comic, he's just brutally done away with, you know, it's I mean, it, it reminds me of when I was in I think it was 6th grade. I was in middle school. We had a teacher named Mr. Jones and he was he was telling us about the uh, guillotine or guillotine and he was saying that it's not like in the movies sometimes they had to take two or three passes at someone to get through the spinal cord you know with them because especially when when they were in action a lot because the blades would get dull and uh you know this i mean up till now usually when you see head heads come off they're coming off pretty cleanly but those are on rotted corpses and you get to see a little real biology in this one is the governor really has to work it's a it's a, it's horrible because Tyrese is alive through, you know, ninety percent till basically his head is off. It, it's it's kind of funny because it like like you said, you know, my my usual place of watching beheadings, which is a <laughs> kind of a loaded sentence to begin with, but no, you, you watch like shows like Highlander, yes, in the movie Highlander where where they're pretty mm-hmm. clean, but of all movies, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Which had Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee at one, you know, the main bad guys cutting off people's heads, and the medical examiner's like, this guy must know what he's doing because that's not an easy thing to do. And it was right. one of the first action films, you know, and it's a dumb action film. I mean, it really is. It's Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee, you know, in a buddy cop movie kicking ass. But the fact that the writer of the film chose to take a moment to go, you know, that shit's hard to do. Well, I, that's yeah. why I, I appreciated what Kirkman did here, because like everything else he does into this in this book, he doesn't pull any punches with it. You know, if you're going to show, you know, and the governor, I mean, the dude's got one arm to begin with, so it's not like he can really take a good yeah. swing with the sword. And two, you know, he he doesn't know what he's doing. Right, he's right. not he's not a master swordsman. It's not like you know he wasn't. He wasn't freaking trained by Sean Connery in the art of, you know, you know, Bushido. You know, he, he's just like, ha, ah, ha, ah, like, like a freaking four-year-old, like, weed-whacking in the trying backyard. To cut, yeah, trying to cut through a, a twig or something. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and that's why it not only made for a brutal scene, um, but there's the extra irony is that he was killed with Michonne's weapon. Yes, and that's just like, wow, didn't really, you know, and it's not something I thought of when I first read this, but when I was reading it, you know, this morning, I was just like, same here. He was killed with his girlfriend's weapon. You know, if you could call her his girlfriend. So, you know, whatever they are to each other. So, and, but the thing is, is that right after that, you know, kind of jumping ahead in the, the, the kind of notes, scattered notes I have, you realize that if Billy was a better shot, this whole thing would have been over. Yeah. Because he hits him in the shoulder. If he would have aimed a couple inches to the left, the wind had just been blowing in the different direction. But that was the same the the last attack too, when they were taking pot shots at him. If if they would have gotten him in one of those full shots, it would have been that would have been it. You know. Yeah. Well, and and also he did uh, give you know at the beginning of the before as he was leaving Tyrese out, he said, "Don't try and shoot at me because I've got the girl as well." And if I don't come back, she's dead. So it's the choice of losing just Tyrese or losing Tyrese and Michonne. And 
taking out the governor. So, but but here's the thing: is that Rick was with these people, and I think he's pretty hip to the fact that it's the governor that's really the controlling factor in this situation, and that without his leadership, you know that that group isn't going to just no. They're, they're, he's holding them together. So you well, can cut that. that head off. The body is going to die. In fact, most of them would have probably been like, y'all want to team up? Because uh, we got another better going on. Because that guy was crazy. Yeah, well, the, th- so, the, the thing about it is if they took out the governor, nobody else is going to want to go up against yeah. the president. Let's just let, let's just let them be. <laughs> we, we got yeah. our city. We'll just let, let them be. The, the governor's got a personal... The governor, if he was really the pragmatic leader that he was, probably would let him be too. But he has a personal vendetta, so he he wants well, to take out the prison. He's, he's got to, a yeah, yeah. So he's going to twist. He's even going to twist the truth and stuff to you know because he knows that if the people find out that it's just that he's pissed off about getting his dick nailed to a board, that they're going to go like, well, you know, get over it, man. <laughs> Well, he, you know, he 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 does what every good despot does. He uses propaganda to mm-hmm. his own advantage, twists facts to his own advantage. You know, if he came back and said, you know, we killed that guy in front of him, they didn't let him in. You know, somebody's going to be like, wait a second, wait a second, you just killed the guy, right? There's a lot and, of yeah, wife and kid type people in the there that are yeah, they, they already if, proved that when they were watching the biter fights and they got disgusted. But if you if you go in there and say, well, they just killed him, so that they, you know, they're crazy. They're mm-hmm. they're the other side. They're the scary part. You know, they're gonna, you know, we've got to. If we don't get them, they're them coming out. here. Yeah. So it's kind of brilliant. Um, there's one horrible tactical decision in this entire issue. Because really and truly, let's be honest, guys, that that a uh, panel of his you know fat friend as he lovingly refers to him in one mm-hmm. part should have had been basically copied over into the next panel but covered in brain manner and blood because really the moment michonne stepped up behind him she should have pulled the fucking trigger just taking his head out uh, yeah yeah because really what were they gonna do if she would have done that she would have had a chance to run because those people would have watched their leader's head get blown off no one's gonna move in those situations it's like a bunch of friends and i were talking once that if a guy that's pissing you off is surrounded by his friends and you really want to start something with him don't walk over and start running your mouth just walk over and punch him him out yeah take him out right off the bat because everyone's going to back up because no one's going to know what the fuck is going on. If you start running your mouth at them, every, they're going to get chance to, you know, circle their wagons and be like, Oh yeah, really? No. Cause most people will be, one of my friends said it best. He goes, most people are going to be like, damn, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> cause, cause this guy's mad at you. So, <laughs> so, so why didn't she just, I'm, and I know why, cause it's drama. And if she didn't, if she did, the story would be over, and the big thing that Kirkman's trying to do with the storyline would, you know, wouldn't be basically. Well, she might but be really, trying to. She might be thinking she could possibly free Tyrese, you know, yeah. and use the governor's leverage to free Tyrese or something like that. But no, you see, I, I'm sorry. If I'm ever in one of these situations and I have the bad guy within my sights to kill him, I'm just going to kill him. Yep, just like the bad it, guys doing the like. You know, lower him into the shark tank. Don't give him a speech and then walk off. Yeah, just you know, or or 
there was this great issue of Batman where they're all talking about what they want to do. It's like, why don't we just shoot him in the head? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, great. The smartest thug in Gotham is not in charge of this game. I Very say good. we let him go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's actually my favorite part of this entire issue? And, it, and it, it's not for what people may think. My, my favorite part is Alice walking on on Patricia and Axel having sex. Because it's probably one of the most realistically rendered sex scenes mm-hmm. you will ever see in a comic book. She's not in good shape. She's got kind of a little stomach on her and all that. He's he's got like a big old hair- biker gut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hairy as hell. She walks in, and Pat- Patricia's reaction is, "Hi, Alice." <laughs> uh, like, and and really, I really want to like take that 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 second to last panel on that page and just put some text above Axel's head that says, yes, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it feels real to me, though, is that these people are in a really horrible situation and they just want to feel something other than fear. So they're just going to fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and like that. Why, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you get the opportunity... That's and what Axel says. That, yeah, he's just like, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> I could be dead tomorrow." It was there. It was there. You know, she offered. I took it. I I don't have a problem. And yeah, that is that is the most realistic scene in this comic. On top of zombie apocalypse, realistic. he's been a prisoner for years. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so no, but I mean, this is really. It's going to sound weird because we've been doing this for months now. This is like the issue that for the first time in a long time I'm sitting up and really paying attention to. As opposed, you know, because really we've had all, you know, months and months of setting up, setting up, setting up, and now shit just got real. People are starting to die, yeah. So we got to pay. The opening part of the, uh, the opening part of the book, the, the thing that they do to synopsize it, the only thing to say is the shit is in the fan. So yeah, this is this is definitely a, a culmination of many months worth of building building on it. So, so that was pretty much all I had. <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 classic about issues like this. I mean, this this is a standout issue. I don't have a lot of notes on it because. <laughs> It kind of it kind of speaks for itself. It, it, we're obviously building towards something big, and you know, it, it just the 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 cloud of yeah. gloom grows and grows and grows each, each issue. Plus, since it, we're in comics of- world, world, we're heading towards issue number fifty, and you know, people are yeah. always like when. It's like the Mayan calendar, you know, when you're reaching 50 or 100, people are like, something's going to happen by that issue. Yeah. And and more importantly, um, while it's kind of cliched to kill the black guy, killing Tyrese is a pretty clear signal to the reader that any of these people can die. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Any of them. So it, that's why when I got to this issue, because this is when I started reading it single issue for when I was following, because I haven't followed it in a couple of years now, actually. Um, but I was following it issue by issue by issue. 
And I got to this one, and I'm like, oh, okay, Tyrese is on the cover. Then, oh, my God, they killed him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very good, then. I mean, you let, have me, sir. Let's not forget, Tyrese is a guy who locked himself in a gym full of zombies, and, you know, they found him later just sitting in a room full of inanimate corpses. So, yeah, that's it, when he goes down, that's saying something, you know, that's... I mean, I, I always put him on... I always figured him, Rick, and Michonne were the three most just sturdy, rugged... You know, he, 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 any one of them could have had their own Mad Max movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, we're... we're and and once again, and uh, with that, I won't say much about it because we we hate to spoil ahead. But as with that issue fifty thing, Kirkman sort of fucks with that too. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, I'm, he fucks I'm with people's expectations that, on that. You know, so we got that to look forward to. So, yeah, but oh, yeah. even even with the idea that he's going to be a big issue and that he messes with that, you know, you can tell with these these previous issues that it is building and you know something something either amazing is going to happen or something really tragic is going to happen and if i was reading this month to month at the time i would be just dying for the next month's yes. issue to come out yes. yeah I definitely. I definitely i was definitely at this point doing that and it was it was hellish <laughs> waiting for each issue to come out because yeah it's like it's like hearing news of like friends that are really sick or something, you know, you, you you really are worried about like all these characters, and uh, they're at the mercy of Kirkman, who's you know a bona fide madman genius. So you're, yeah, it's gut wrenching. They got something in that water in Kentucky. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I guess we. I guess. I guess we're about at that time to wrap it up. Yeah. yeah that, was, like I, I said, that's all I had, really. Yeah. I, the only thing I would really say, I agree with you know Michael about the the idea of cutting through a person's neck isn't isn't an easy thing to do. You know, the the anatomy, especially around the neck, there's there's a lot of things on the uh, on the vertebrae up there that sort of connect them and keep them from moving around. Right. And that, that bony tissue is difficult as hell to cut through. So I can, the, the human you know, body has a interest in keeping that head attached. So yeah. yeah. Well, and especially doing it the way the governor was, he's going directly through, you know, he's hitting the spinal cord right, right there. Then, instead of, you know, coming up through the, the throat, which is a bunch of tissue and, you know, uh, you know, tendon and stuff like that. Yeah, and and at the very least, he's going to bleed out a lot faster if he does yeah. that. So, yeah, it, it, it's a horrible, it's a horrible way to die. <laughs> I love that as a last, <laughs> as a last word.
Do you ever find yourself going to Amazon.com and uh, buying some record or movie or some stupid thing that two true freaks have been talking about so that you can catch up on it or you've been reminded of it or something? Well, now, how about this? Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to twotruefreaks.libsyn.com and follow our link to Amazon.com. When you do that, if you buy something over at Amazon, we get a little cut out of it, which is awesome because we love money and it won't cost you a thing. Sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.
Test, test, say duh. Yeah. Good luck.